0: Good afternoon or good evening everyone, I'm extremely excited for today's episode slash presentation for the members simply because we're going to be delving into a handful of different correlations that loop in and connect all of the different elements that we've been discussing throughout the last not just handful of days weeks but actually months so rest assured if you haven't uh, caught up on the previous members episodes not to worry whatsoever this is not something where you know uh, i respectfully or kindly ask you to watch something prior to this not at all you can jump right into this without an issue whatsoever so today's episode is called department 22 exploiting atomic clocks egregore to redirect skinwalker verticality via the time sphere now you may be saying holy crap dave what's going on here right well first let me just say that without people like again mr Ani Usaro, without other individuals who have co- helped contribute particularly to the member side of this show whether it's even those that have that have not really uh, done many recordings per se like for example our great friend of the show lewis or or scott or doc renee y- you name it or you know michelle you name it this has been an all-around contribution from all of you that I've been able to bring together in a very distinct fashion so even though uh, I don't have the time at the moment to mention all of your names truly from the bottom of my heart thank you so very much so let's dive into it so let's just very quickly we know that our great uh, friend of the show Ani Usaro, talks quite avidly about chaos magic and egregores and I would like to thank him as well by the way for encouraging me to delve down this path a little bit more because it speaks to this idea of again what We are now calling quantum physics and quantum field theory. However, let's stick to the fundamental basics. So we see here that an egregore is an occult concept representing a certain non-physical entity that arises from the collective thoughts of a distinct group of people. Historically, the concept referred to angelic beings or watchers and the specific rituals and practices associated with them, namely with Enochian traditions. Now, what's quite interesting is that Enochian Sanskrit text, whether it's from people like Mr. Dan Winter or others, uh, quote-unquote alternative, I guess you could say, um, energy approachers people that don't particularly follow the traditional uh, academia of things have stated that sanskrit enochian sumerian text somewhere along those lines there is some for- form of ability via just natural human intent again intent meaning you just you know pick something with your mind to focus on and you focus on it sometimes close your eyes and visualize those texts and this the symbols in the way that they've been compiled in particular In a particular order seem to have allowed for some type of manifestation now what manifestation is that well we know for example we've had oliver stone's son mr sean stone on the show recently and a a handful of months ago i think about two two and a half months back and we really delved into this idea that when mr sean stone had lieutenant colonel michael aquino on a handful of years ago on his uh, uh show buzzsaw mr aquino said well In our Temple of Set, when we do rituals and manifestations, it's not always beings that manifest, per se. I'm paraphrasing here. But Mr. Aquino seemed to allude to the idea that an egregore is then deployed over top the planet, which we've covered in previous members' episodes in the last few weeks. Now, the reason I bring this up is because we find that more contemporarily, the concept has been referred to as a psychic manifestation or thought form occurring when any group shares a common motivation being made up of and influencing the thoughts of the group now a lot of people may say okay well what example would that be money we can say that money is the largest egregore per se this I this concept that we covered in the last month of idea laundering this concept of mr jacques valet stating that it doesn't matter if something is real or fake in the tangible material world if enough people believe it's real then it becomes real at the social level why what does this have to do with department 22 the atomic clock skinwalker ranch well let's dive into it so we see here that department 22 this is the symbol is raytheon intelligence and space in 1922 raytheon was a startup on the second floor of a rented office space in cambridge massachusetts a hundred years later it still is however our small select team embodies the pioneering spirit of our founders in labs across the country we're starting the next big thing from synthetic biology to quantum computing from artificial intelligence to multi-function systems and space solutions so again long story short let's call a spade a spade they don't get specific as to what they say you know um again because it, all their work is classified now the reason i bring this up is because if i'm not mistaken they have recently issued i guess you could say uh job callings out if you want to call it that saying we would like to hire more people the question becomes in what regard, why, and why so many, again, job listings in not just the dozens, but in the hundreds, and not just with Raytheon, but with other contractors that work specifically with Department 22. I wonder, now we see here again, cross-domain capabilities, multifunction solutions, those are great ways of, again, it's a double-edged sword with respects to when you say something so vague, it could mean anything you want. That's the point in this regard. So again, when people say, well, oh my gosh, what a vague statement. Exactly, that is the point. It means something different to everybody. So everyone interprets it differently. Therefore, a precise egregore focused around, huh, what's happening at Department 22 cannot be formed. Now, the question then becomes, okay, what does this have to do with the atomic clock? What does this have to do with, again, uh, with uh, we could say, things like orbital mechanics, you name it. Well, we find that orbital mechanics or astrodynamics is the application of ballistics and celestial mechanics to the practical problems concerning the motion of rockets and other spacecraft. In other words, it's just stuff spinning around a circle. I'm just going to keep it very simple. All right. We see here, for example, that this is covered in, you know, Einstein's uh, physics, you know, uh, Newton's physics, all of this. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this right here is an image of the very famous Alcubierre warp drive. The idea is that this grid represents space and time. We live in a sort, in a flat space-time existence, if you will. If one could have a device or machine of sorts that could bend and dip, one like a teeter-totter, one part of space-time downwards, and then the other part of it tilts upwards by definition of restabilizing its balance, what we'll find, is that things such as the atomic clock, and we will actually look this up in real time together just to give a full understanding of what this is, we will see that things like the atomic clock are so precise with respects to the way in their... In, with respects to the way, excuse me, of how radiation and frequency of different atom fluctuations and electron states are measured. And the reason I bring this up Is because we see that an atomic clock is a clock that measures time by monitoring the frequency of radiation of atoms it is based on atoms having different energy levels interesting why do i say that well hmm. the system of coordinated universal time that is the basis of civil time implements leap seconds to allow clock time to track changes in earth's rotation in earth's rotation as we've seen here Right? Okay. Now, what we'll find is that the timekeeping accuracy of the involved atomic clocks is important because the smaller the error in a time measurement, the smaller the error in distance obtained by multiplying the time by the speed of light, which would create issues when they're trying to, again, launch things into space and all of that because you lose track of this thing that you just, you know, plucked a spot in where my mouse is and said, okay, it's gonna start here, is gonna go out of whack unless there's some type of consistent, we could say conjecture of different groups around, different humans around the world speaking, which speaks to the idea of egregores, this concept that again, humans are coming together in small forms or small, quote unquote, factions or packets, if you will, To create an egregore committed to keeping the atomic clock stabilized because the atomic clock is what keeps the orbital mechanics in flow, which allows for the engineers at Department 22, for example, to understand the mathematics and calculations needed for the highly classified work to be worked around. Now, this then brings us to, for example, Skinwalker verticality via the time sphere what does that mean? What, what exactly, again, what, what is that, right? We see, by the way, as well, that the atomic clock has extremely precise uh, oscillations. And at the same time, it has to do with, again, the different forms of that pendulum resonating, sort of like Walter Russell's universal one here, for example. As w- Mr. Walter Russell says, the beauty of a piece of music is not in its technique, but in the soul of its creator. Again, because you as the source are giving the intent out to what you're trying to disseminate, irregardless of how it is disseminated. It is coming from you nonetheless. Nor is it in the sound vibrations of the piece, but in the silence of the light from which the sound springs. Now you might be saying, Dave, why do you bring this up? What does this have to do with skinwalker verticality? Well, what we see here, for example, is something called the Casimir effect. I'm gonna sum this up for you folks very simply. It's two metal plates very close together, that seem to create some type of friction within the two plates that then creates a larger uh, dissemination of particle fluctuations outside of the plates. In other words, think of when you go swimming, think of doing the butterfly stroke. You're pushing the water out so you could propel forward. That would be the idea. Now, you may be saying, Dave, what the heck does this have to do with Skinwalker Ranch? Well, Skinwalker Ranch allegedly still has a sort of uh, portal opened, if you will. To what extent again these are just rumors this is just it's hard to say these are things that people have speculated on for quite a long time well let's see something here let's take for example right over here and we're going to correlate this right back to mr walter russell's again cosmic pendulum if you will first octave second third octave you name it ninth octave three six nine so let's take a look these right over here, folks, represent the plates of the Casimir effect, just these these square rectangles. I'm just simply trying to copy this right over here. Now, we see, for example, that when the plates are close together, this is at the macro level, but you could call it the quantum level, nano level, you name it. We see that when the plates get close together, and they compress, there is then an outwards pouring of that energy, right? And this is not anything conspiratorial. This is absolutely, I mean, we see here, the closer the plates go, the larger they create that propelment on the outside. So we see this is occurring. Now, here's what's quite peculiar. As we draw these different, uh, these, these, each respective of one another fluctuations between the plates. Take a look at this, folks. Watch what I'm gonna end up drawing here. Notice something, not only are we drawing the diamonds in all of this, notice something as well with respects to what we're drawing overall. We are also drawing the DNA double helix, and I will use another different color to show you. It is all over the place, right? So these would be the center points in which, again, the quote-unquote pine cones kiss, if you will, just like in ancient Mesopotamia. Not only that, but I'm going to change the color And we're going to see, for example, that again, what we are finding is, as a matter of fact, a DNA strand linkage in this regard, right? And then I will just draw a quick other, uh, I will use, say, for example, blue very quickly. We find the DNA double helix reminiscent within all of this. Now, the center point in which, again, people like Dan Winter speak on so, so appropriately, in my humble opinion, would be right over here. This speaks to this idea, by the way, of, oh, quantum mechanics having a straight line right through, this is not a perfect straight line, but you see what I'm saying, which then also speaks to the idea that if we were to look at these, these fluctu- particle fluctuations in 3D, guess what we would have? Again, and this can be found, by the way, this type of image on Wikipedia. So the question becomes, okay, Dave, what does this have to do with Skinwalker Ranch? Well, if a portal were to still be opened relative to some type of ancient ritual or something like this, who knows? The idea would be that if this is the ground of Skinwalker Ranch, and there are frequencies all over the air, something is emitting from beneath the ground that then is creating some type of, we could say, modality, that enables the same effect, by the way, that the, forgive me here, the Bear warp drive is doing. There is a portal, and you see how, by the way, as I drew this, this hook underneath right over here, notice how this is what what seems to be the case as well. By creating that curvature within the local space-time, something has arisen in just in that local area if you folks see what I'm saying, the teeter-totter, just the same way that the Alcubierre warp drive in theory would be enabled in space, is using, it's using the same concept and, and quantum mechanics to create. This orange would represent, imagine this space-time grid is Skinwalker Ranch, all right? Imagine that's the floor here and all of that. This orange represents a manifestation of, oh, say, I don't know, egregores perhaps, right? And so this idea would be, it, the, this speaks back to something we covered about a month or two back on the members episode as well, which is that when people say, well, when I go to the park with my kids and I see a teeter-totter, right, it's got to be either one or the other or else it's going to get, you know, it's, one side has to be weighed out much more than the other or else, again, unless two kids are on it or two people are on it, how's it going to stay at an even keel? Let's think bigger than that. What if there's not even supposed to be a ground to begin with? which then goes back to our concept of consensus harmonics. Once one, just like in the Matrix movies with Neo, when the Oracle tells, when he says to the Oracle, how could the kid bend the spoon? She said, easy. The kid realizes there is no spoon. What if one realizes there is no ground per se? There is no tangible ground. There only is what we perceive. And we, enough of us begin to perceive this type of momentum in a benevolent fashion you then have an egregorical thought form via what we could call chaos magic creating that. Now, the question then becomes, okay, Dave, what what does this have to do with a time sphere? Well, again, going back to this concept, we see, for example, that if this were to represent a waiting room at the doctor's office, say where this red dot is right over here, represents the doctor's office, and this ro- all of these rooms here represent the waiting room, okay? I'm just going to use, let's just say, blue dot over here. We are being told via our subconscious minds through, again, the concept of consensus reality or placebo effect or consensus harmonics, all of this going back to the concept of egregores, in my humble opinion. We are being told there is no waiting room. There is only the doctor's office. As a matter of fact, the waiting room is... is what opens up our perception to realize, wait a minute, there is no ground, there is no floor, there is no spoon. Therefore, if enough of us come together in an organic sense, if you will, you can create something like this that normally we would think a nuts and bolts device would need to would need to create. Now, you may say, Dave, how is that the case? Well, okay, this may be a, terrib- a terrible example, but because of its relativity within the community and what have you, I will bring it up. Logan Paul claimed it went to he went to Stonehenge he took a helicopter he claimed from a billionaire friend I know this is the same Logan and Jake Paul that want you know that are just do all this stuff that people claim for clicks and views you name it again make of them as you see fit but what's quite peculiar is here's a Polaroid photo and you see a craft just above the Stonehenge now some people have said okay by the way this is you know total nonsense this is ridiculous you know they're faking it for attention it's quite possible but I must admit that what we see here. When zoomed in is a little being inside of some type of encapsula- uh, encapsulated field with the traditional disc shaped craft that we normally see now you may be saying dave why is that the case because enough of humanity if you will on the surface is beginning to realize relative to that whole concept of the age of aquarius that hold on this concept of an egregore is real and that and even if people don't even know the term egregore but the idea that if enough of us think, wait, what if this is legitimate? What if there are, even if nothing specific is legitimate relative to UFOs and paranormal and all of that, but there is a there there, if that makes sense. That is an, an organic egregore, if you will, or thought form of the people pushing back against the thought forms of, say, money, suppression, you name it. And let's give one more example. This is a fine gentleman who had a picture taken, and he claims that this here is the craft is a craft observing him but it's not interactable because the craft is in three space in other words the craft is in the waiting room observing him from the waiting room and he is in the doctor's office if that makes sense which is the exact same thing by the way as this right over here he is observing from here the polaroid camera catches it here so I don't mean to get overly complex. I really appreciate you folks sticking through this. I know a lot of you might be saying, Dave, wow, you know what is, this, is, this, is quite, um, this is quite vast in the correlations. Well, again, folks, we have to look at the larger picture in order to gain a better understanding of what certain elements of the landscape we're seeing, not just within the paranormal UFO community and all of that, but even you could say in philosophical thought, in the philosophical field, I mean, you have people, for example, like um, uh, I will give, make of him as you will, respectively, uh, Jordan Peterson, where he claims that he is no longer an atheist. There is a there, there. He's not sure, but looking at studies with you know different, uh, you know, sleep baseline patterns and you know human, uh, uh, again, many different things: heart oscillations, uh, pulsations, dream states, gamma, alpha, beta, you know, theta, you name it. There is a there, there. It speaks to the idea that a natural organic egregore is being formed to reinvigorate the possibility of saying, hold on a second, this stuff has been right in front of our face the whole time. And it's been in front of our face by by definition of keeping such descriptions vague. Right? So again, thank you so very much, folks, and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.